Transition by Panta Kalhor. Let's be together in Transition episode 19. Welcome to Job Reinvented Show. Level up your career with confidence. I'm your host Panta Kalhor. Tips to make a seamless transition with Franny Folds, personal brand strategies and community builder. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel and order my book Naturally Conceived from Amazon. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Welcome to Job Reinvented show. I am Panta Kalhor, your host. <clears throat> Connecting to like-minded people and positive people is one of the most important key factors in uh, entrepreneurship success. Here today we have uh, Franzi, Franny, Franny Falls. Am I correct? Yeah, Fran- yeah correct, Franny yeah. Falls to mm-hmm. our show. She's a specialist in marketing and uh, branding. She's also very strong in community building. Welcome to our show, Franny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here with you. Me too. So Franny, tell me about yourself. What is your story? Why uh, did you end up with this community building? So I think if you ask me to start, you know, thinking about the reinvented part of your podcast um, and kind of explain a little bit about myself. So I am a teacher by trade and by formal training. So from 1997, when I graduated college until 2010, I was in a classroom and then I then transitioned over to an administrator in also a school. And then I started my own business in 2015. And that really was spurred on by, I'm a faith-based person that was really spurred on by a personal pain point of mine. Um, And I was able to go and then help people. And over the years, I've just always been that person. My friends have always said, oh, you need a plumber, call Franny, she knows somebody. Oh, you need, you know, a hairstylist, call Franny, she knows somebody. I've always just been that person that is a community connector, you know, a super connector, if you will. And so friends have just kind of coined me as that. And it hasn't always been in one specific industry. Well, in 2015, then, as I started into the online space and really started delving into marketing strategies and sales funnels and things like that. I just started meeting people and networking with people. And I've just kind of built up this network, if you will, of lots of different people who I can now connect people with. And I've become a gatekeeper to a lot of other people like, oh, hey, well, let me connect you and I'll make the introduction. And so it's just been just really over the course of my life. I'm also Italian. So I love being around people. (laughs) I love being around people and I love being with people. And, you know, big parties and big events, like that is my wheelhouse. I get energy from other people's energy. So that's just how I started. I got it from you. <laughs> exactly. And you did. You... I love that. And yes. Yes, you're right. Actually, through you, uh, I, I could meet a lot of people as well. And I could connect to a lot of people. So practically, I, I, I really saw what you did for me. And I'm, I'm sure you do it perfect for others too. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, you've got a great message and I want to connect you with as many people as possible. So yes. that's definitely. Okay. Okay. Yes, actually my show um, plan. Uh, I actually I'm planning to uh, 
to give more awareness to people who are going to be entrepreneur. Because mm -hmm. this is not an easy way. No. <laughs> no. And people fail because they don't know what to do and they don't know big steps that they have to make. Mm -hmm. So they miss some and they fail. Mm -hmm. And some of them, uh, if they fail, they don't want to get up and start again because they get so tired. I don't want them to be there. I, I want them to be connected, especially to positive, like-minded people and grow their business. A hundred percent. And I always tell people, you know, that, you know, there's that expression that no means next opportunity. So when you think that, you don't know, no, um, I don't know if you know, but in, in Bali, the country of Bali, they use an expression and I can't remember the actual word in their native language, but they don't use the word no very often. They use not yet. And I think that's such a perfect expression for an entrepreneur because if you say, oh, have you had your first client or, oh, have you been successful with your sales funnel? Rather than saying, no, it's not working. You just say, oh, not yet. You know, when you think about Thomas Edison and how he tried 10,000 different attempts at making the light bulb. He didn't give up. He wasn't just like, oh, this isn't for me. He was like, nope, going to keep going, going to keep going. So it's just, it hasn't happened yet. So keep on going. That is definitely my encouragement to an entrepreneur who might be listening to this today. I love that. You know, I remember myself starting uh, thinking about publishing my book. When I was a child, I used to write. I still have those notebooks. Since yeah. I was 16 year old, I had my notebooks and even I started a story and it took me two years to finish the story. So I knew that I have this uh, talent yes. in me and right. that was a really great passion in me. But as I said, you have to be, you have to wait for the right time. Right. And I ended up uh, visiting somebody. I always think, oh, I really wish to see a, see a real author. So I used to teach in a college in Canada and there was a successful author there and we met. Interesting, and he actually encouraged me to write my book. That was uh, 2007. 2007 some some I, I guess yes 2007 but you know when I published my book my first book 2018 2017 okay so 10 years later <laughs> years later it's not that I, I didn't want to write but I don't know too many things happened in between and I was waiting for the right time to arrive mm -hmm. Well, and that's part of it too. You know, I believe that there's a divine appointment for everything. Not only you meeting that author, but there's a divine timing too. And you putting your book out there and I'm sure it came out at just the right time and has been able to help a lot of people. I know that you're a best-selling author. So I have no doubt that you were able to get it in the right hands of the right people at the right time. So what are the best qualifications for entrepreneurs? I mean, how can be successful on their journey. Right. I think the first and foremost is the reason why, you know, I love Simon Sinek and how he says, you know, what's your why, why are you doing what you're doing? If you're just doing it to make money, 
that's most likely a wrong motive. Of course, that's a byproduct of your passion for doing something. But I think having the opportunity to make an impact should be the number one thing. How can I help more people with this product, with this book, with this service that I'm offering? And then I'll be honest, I think, you know, the second thing is grit. You have to really just say, you know what? Like, I'm not giving up. I'm going to be determined. I'm going to push through. I know I'm going to fall down. You know, I know I'm going to fall down. I think about, you know, I live in Florida and when we have hurricanes, it's hurricane season right now. And one of the only trees that is still standing after a hurricane is a palm tree. And they are meant to bend back and forth. And that bending actually grows their roots deeper. And that's what happens as an entrepreneur. You have an opportunity to go ahead and roll with it, you know, or you can break like one of the oak trees and fall over. And it really is something that I, grit is something that I really believe that people need to have if you're going to be successful as an entrepreneur. They say that, uh, I believe it's 90% of first time businesses fail, but 90% of second time business owners succeed. And so I think about if you're a first time business owner listening to this podcast today, do not give up, you know, keep on going, keep pressing on, persevere, see yourself through this. And if you're a second time entrepreneur, go back, find somebody else who's coming along the way and bring them up and help them along, encourage them, mentor them, be the person that you needed that first, you know, that first year or so in your business. Yes, exactly. I love that. (laughs) So as you said, that was really good example for the tree. As you, you just stand, you have your egos, you never grow. So you need to be a bit humble to accept your failures and learn from your failures for your more success. Yes. There's, I don't know if you know what a Peloton is. Do you know the Peloton bikes? No. They're, they're, it's like a workout program. And so the Pel- there's a Peloton trainer. And when things get really hard, she'll say, I love making examples because I think as a former teacher, I feel like when you can make a concrete example for somebody that's something that's abstract, it really helps to anchor it for them. And so she says, you know, this is when something's hard. She said, this is just success in training. And I love that because it goes back to what you were talking about with being humble. Like you have to humble yourself and train yourself to fall low, you know, to go low in order to be raised up. So you have to allow yourself to be in that space of humility, to be able to receive correction, to be able to receive mentoring um, and information that your way is not the only way, you know? So what are the three tips you can give us to be successful in entrepreneurship? So I think going back, you know, the question you just asked me, I think relates here for sure. So the first one I would think, well, I guess, you know, three tips maybe versus qualities, I guess maybe I'll reframe that. So the three things I think, first of all, foremost is your network. I think that, you know, there's that expression that your network is your net worth, right? So it's about the, the resources and the people in, in, per, in, uh, in relationship to, you know, the capital resources you have in human resources. Um, you really want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself and up-leveling yourself all the time with people who are, you know, in that space where you want to be, you know, you want them to be the thought leaders who are encouraging you and getting you to think differently and have mindsets, you know, that you can aspire to. So I definitely think that's one tip is having a really strong supportive network and just really being in a space of other entrepreneurs or other like-minded people. Um, 
A third tip for sure is never stop learning. And again, having been a former teacher, you know, there's an expression in Latin that says we learn not for school, but for life. Always be willing to learn. Always be willing to put yourself in a space where you're learning something every day. At the end of the day, I sit and I think, what did I learn today? Not only about myself or about God, but what did I learn about my business? What, what worked? What did it? So I think that second one is definitely is never stop learning. And the third one, oh, Panty, you got me on a, on a hard one. We didn't rehearse any of these questions. Um, the third tip that I would say definitely, you know, so the first one is your network. The second one is the ability and willingness to, to keep on learning. And then the third one I would definitely say is just, I think it goes back to the quality and characteristic is of grit, you know, just having that mindset, you know, affirming your mind, whether you're a faith-based person and you, you know, read scripture or you, you know, you're a spiritual person and you have daily affirmations or mantras, but having that routine of something that allows you to get centered and know that you're doing this for something that's bigger. It's not just for you, you know, to have a nice house or for you to have a car, you know, that you're recognizing that you have been given, you know, you've been divinely designed to do something great. Mm -hmm. So what are the mistakes entrepreneurs <laughs> make in their journey? Uh, I can't count all of mine on all my fingers and toes and all my bones, 206 of them. I certainly couldn't count them. I think the first, you know, and this is kind of a resounding theme, if you will, but I think the first one is we give up too easily. You know, um, I think that too often things get hard or we don't know, we get stuck. We don't press through. We don't look for alternative ways. We don't look at a problem and say, you know, instead of we look at something and say, this didn't work for me. And instead, we have to have that growth mindset and say, okay, this didn't work this way. What's another way I can do it? Who's another person I can reach out to? Who's somebody who's already doing this? You know, being able to problem solve, um, I think is really important. So I think, you know, to your question is, you know, what's a problem we make is one, we give up too easily. And secondly, is we have a very uh, closed-minded mindset about what success looks like personally for us. You know, we're our biggest critics a lot of times. And I think that we see ourselves as failures sometimes if something didn't work versus, you know, we would never tell a friend that we would be like, keep going. You can do this. You've got this. But when it comes to our own selves, sometimes we're a little more critical. So I think having that space of open-mindedness um, versus shutting down and not allowing yourself to be, you know, open to correction and open to learning, I think can certainly thwart the process, you know, and kind of slow it down a lot, if you will. And third one. Oh, there's a third one. Okay. Sorry. I thought there was only two. Um, so I guess the third one is not being willing to invest in yourself. I know that, you know, I have done over $50,000 worth of programs, um, whether it be coaching programs or networking groups and things like that. And, you know, on a teacher's salary, you know, even when I was a teacher and then of course, even as an administrator, I started, I always was doing something every year. I did something to grow every year. You know, I got my master's degree. I had three degrees in education, undergrad, um, my grandmother said, I'll pay for all your undergrad, do what you want. And I'm an overachiever, as you know. So I was like, okay, in four years, I came out, I had one uh, elementary degree and then I had two minors. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I, I've always had that spirit of, and desire to learn. So I think that's really important um, is being willing to invest in yourself and say, okay, you know what? This is a large amount of money, but it's going to yield so much. You know, I've, I've heard this from all of my interviews. All of them said you need to invest on yourself. 
and you need to invest for your business. It's not just investing to buy the products or buying your materials, but you have to invest on learning, coaching, right. and because uh, sometimes you can use a lot of shortcuts instead of saving money and do everything by yourself yeah. or inventing the wheels. Yes. You may need to actually just get help from experts. And, you know, I, I, I coach a group of women who are new entrepreneurs to the online world. And I always tell them the one gets so caught up on videos and she's like, I don't know, I spent three hours doing it and I couldn't edit it and I couldn't put the words in. And she got so frustrated. She ended up not posting it. And I said, here's the thing you're doing. I said, your expertise is the knowledge. Your expertise is the content you're providing. I said, wouldn't it be great to hire somebody, a virtual assistant for $25? You just spent three hours. Your time is worth way more than three hours. You could have just paid somebody for an hour's worth of work, or even if it's $100 to video edit, her time is worth more than, you know, her three hours worth was worth way more than $100. So I always tell people like, stay in your zone of genius. And I, I don't know if you got a chance to read my book, you know, that I sent over, but yes. I, show me, do you have a copy right now? I, I don't have a copy with me. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing is that? Um, I don't have a copy with me. Um, but the one chapter I talk about, Hone and Zone. What, Hone is, in, I'm it, sorry, what is the name of your book again? Oh, I'm sorry. From Your Fired to That Girl's on Fire. So that was actually how you and I connected was because I was like... Fire to mm -hmm. what? Sorry. That, that Girl's on Fire. Oh, yeah, a little play on words there. I'm a former English teacher. So um, I was let go from my job in February of just this year, right before the global pandemic. And so that led me to then relaunch my business in March. And so that's how it happened. I got fired. And then all of a sudden I was able to go ahead and propel myself. I'm one of those second time business owners. The first time I didn't succeed by my own personal standards so the second time I'm, I'm doing well, <laughs> but with that say, being said, I was starting to mention about my entrepreneurs and, you know, I'll tell them all the time, like hone and zone. And so you hone in on the thing that you do really well and zone in on that, you know, figure that thing out and then really allow yourself to just dive, you know, head first, one dive into that. I like it because you don't have the whole, your life to just doing what you want to achieve and everything has its own expiry date <laughs> yeah so sometimes yeah. it's better you just hire someone outsource someone to do the job for you unless, yes unless you're quick enough to do it right yes. right i totally agree well, and I think being a new entrepreneur, you know, if you are trying to look to save some money, you can do it. You know, I was able to do little things, you know, you can do some covers for eBooks and things like that on Canva, or you can do them on Photoshop or Adobe or whatever. There's lots of different resources. And if you have a little bit of you know, experience in that, you can do it. But for the most part, you know, especially now with many of the tools and online resources like Fiverr and, you know, Reddit and things like that, you can have somebody transcribe your book, do the formatting. I mean, my whole book cost me less than $50 to get you know, formatted in the cover and everything and, uh, to get up on Amazon. I mean, I wrote the book and then had everything up and ready to go within three weeks. So it can be done. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. When, when did you publish your book? February 27th of this year. This year. Okay. Is it the bestseller? Yes. 
No, my dear, but thank you. It's going to be one day. It's going to be. I have really big ideas of how I want to use it, you know, because it's all about transitions. And I say, you know, the book is called From You're Fired and, you know, to This Girl's on Fire. And I always say that there's three phases of life. You're either going into a transition, you're either in one or you're just coming out of one, whether that be in parenthood, whether that be in a relationship, whether that be in a relocation, a job, a career, you're always transitioning. You get a new, you know, a new job appointment or new title or your family ups and moves somewhere, or you have a third child, you know, who knows you're always transitioning. So it never looks the same as it did because you're never the same person you were the day before. Exactly. You always, you know, you have to always use your brain. So <laughs> sometimes, especially the, in, during this COVID, too many people stay at home and they don't do too many um, mental activities. Right. Just doing the routine uh, and that block your mind. 100%. Well, that's why I love learning. I love to do a new course all the time. So I get a lot of certification, not just because of the certification, just uh, sometimes you just need to uh, prove yourself that you can achieve something and uh, you can learn new things and discover new things. It's just kind of exploring, exploration for you. It, you're so right, you know, and I think about that. I don't know as a kid, if you were like that, it sounds like you, you know, wrote books and things like that as a child. But for me, it's the same thing. You know, as a kid, we never, my grandmother, you know, my grandmother's from Italy and she would always have us, we were canning tomatoes. We were learning to make lasagna. We were making our own homemade noodles. Like there was never a day that we weren't learn, learning something new. I learned how to crochet, I learned how, you know, you were always learning something. And I think, you know, it's so important, especially for kids, you know, because the way their brain is making those connections is really important. And then as we get older as adults, we tend to just get zoned in on one thing. And, you know, even little things like I always tell, you know, my clients, I say, try just doing something different, like brush your teeth with your left hand, comb your hair with your opposite hand, you know, try to do something that builds your brain and allows you to feel like, if you will, a failure for a minute that you're like, this is hard. You know, it's going to give you such an appreciation for that kid in your classroom has left-handed scissors or your own child who's left-handed, you know? It's interesting. You know what? Uh, one of the most interesting thing is many of my friends who started entrepreneurship, they never studied uh, what they do now. <laughs> they had never studied. I mean, that was not their, their degree. That was right. related to their degree. Like one of my friends, she has a... Um, um, resort center mm -hmm. so she's a high achiever <clears throat> she has a resort center and uh, she studied web designing and computer science so it's not really related mm -hmm. to what she's doing right now <laughs> so as you see is new things uh, if you actually come out of your comfort zone and do the new things later on you're not going to start to your education one of the most important thing in I seen in a lot of people who are highly educated is that they are really afraid of losing their skills in their education mm -hmm. and going somewhere else and do something different, mm -hmm. you know? 
Totally. I totally do. And it's funny too. I am around a lot of other entrepreneurs as well. And it's very similar. A lot of people who I know are doing things that they don't have a formal training in. You know, I, myself, I don't have a marketing degree. It's things that I have learned along the way, you know, from trial and error in five, six years and $50,000 investing, you know, um, in my book, I talk about, there's a quote from one of my favorite authors. His name is John Acuff. And I can't remember the exact quote, but I think it's chapter three. And he says, um, you know, most, and it's his book quitter. And it's talking about like not leaving your day job just yet to find your dream job. And he says, most of us actually are reacquainted with a dream. It's not something we've developed as an adult. We usually have had this aptitude or we usually have had this desire from the time we were little. And then it's something that resurfaces when we're like, this was really what lit me up when I was a little kid. Like maybe you played with Legos or maybe you were an artist or maybe you like to write. And then all of a sudden it resurfaces then as an adult and you're like, oh, I guess I am an author. You know, I used to like to write in journals when I was in, you know, third grade. So I think that um, there's a lot to be said about that because as you mentioned, you know, you don't have to have a formal degree, you know, if I'm going to a doctor, I don't go and even ask. I mean, of course I want them to be experienced, but I don't go and ask where they went to college and what their grades were. I want to know that they're going to be able to help me, you know, and that's, I think what it is with a lot of coaches and a lot of people who are in entrepreneurial, you know, space. No, I used to uh, work in a company. I was a program programmer at that time. And then I said, okay, let's do something different, something totally different from my professional side. So I started, it was winter. I started uh, doing the, uh, um, what is, what do you call it? Uh, with the crochet, making yeah. hats. Oh, like knitting or crocheting? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a hat. And that was the first time uh, in my life I've ever done it. And it, it, it was perfect. I mean, it comes up very good. And then, uh, because re these days it's so easy to learn through internet and YouTube, you know, that you have lots of resources, mm -hmm. but the most important thing is that you start acting upon on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that little action make you more motiv motivated to do more stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe something out of your professional background, out of your comfort zone, doing mm -hmm. something totally different, and then just try to empower your brain. Mm -hmm. No, and that's 100% right. I, I would agree with you on all of that. Great. Do you have any freebies or any exciting competition uh, for us? Sure. Well, I know you and I talked about doing some book giveaways, so I'm happy to go ahead and give that to some of your listeners. We'll go ahead and talk about that and you can share information with your crowd and your tribe later about that. So I would happy, be happy to do that. Um, and then in regards to, you know, I help people really with a lot of their personal branding. Um, I don't have a lot of freebies because mine is very, I'm very relational. So I very much, I want to dive in. I want to know everything about your brand. I want to know everything about the voice of your brand. I want to dive in and about your programs and offers. So I don't do that on a large scale. I do have a small women's group that I do lead and they're called the luminaries and they are for people. It, excuse me. It's a group for women who are new entrepreneurs who very much like you and I, like we're really scrappy. We're going to be like the person who's going to go and 
figure out how to make a thumbnail. We're the person who's going to go ahead and figure out how to do some of the very basics to get your business up and running. So I do a lot because of my teaching background. I do a lot with empowering women with the right tools that they need. How do you make a PayPal button? How do you make, you know, a thumbnail on Canva? How do you put your MailChimp? How do you import a MailChimp list? Or how do you make a template on MailChimp? So I do a lot of kind of tech trainings with them that are resourceful to helping them build their business. So I'm happy to go ahead and do a giveaway for a luminary as well, but you can check that out and I'll send over the link. Maybe we can put that in the show notes after and you can have people find out about that too. Great. I really enjoyed our talk. It's, yes. It was very fun. Uh, that was my honor talking to you and uh, uh, seeing your energy, helping to others, helping others. And, um, and I really um, wish my audience also enjoy this. I know it's really important to connect to someone positive like you. And then having the community, especially in this uh, world, we are everybody connected to each other. Mm -hmm. And you cannot be an entrepreneur by yourself alone. You need 100%. to be connected, especially to positive people who raise you and mm -hmm. positive people who help you to grow. Mm -hmm. And uh, also you need to build your platform by mm -hmm. building your audience. And right. all of them are achievable by building a community and connecting to other people. A hundred percent. I think that that, you know, being Christian too, and just being a person on this earth, we're designed for relationship, right? Like there's seven and a half billion people on this earth almost like we are designed to be in relationships. So you need people around you to also, when you fall down, to be able to be there to pick you back up and when you can't walk on your own and then you need to be there for them too and say, you know what, we're in this together. And I think, you know, there's no one person who's gotten where they are by themselves, not a single person. And so we need to remind ourselves. Uh, instead of just trying to sell something to others, you need to be engaged and to understand your clients' problems, deeply help them mm -hmm. and to get what they want. So it's not only selling, it's about understanding, sharing, and um, helping. Mm -hmm. And I always say service, right? One of my clients, he is known as a servant leader. And I love that. And he has just, he, he's just revolutionized the way that, because I've read his books, I've done all the things there. I have just like immersed myself in this servant-based leadership. And it's such a powerful tool and way of managing, you know, people and way of interacting with people, you know, even if it's my nephew or my niece, you know, I always say, how can I help you? You know, they'll come over, Aunt Franny, Aunt Franny. I'm like, how can I help you? You know, and I think about Chick-fil-A, you know, they're always, they're so good about, you know, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Like it's such a space of service. And like you said, we have to come from a space of helping and not just marketing and not just selling a product. You know, how can I help them make a bigger impact and, you know, get the desired result? Thank you so much, Rani. Thank I you so much for having me. You because it's so positive and it's so energetic. And yes. Yeah. And we continue connecting to each other as well. I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to our, you know, continued partnership. And I love your positivity. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me today.